If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Cruise Radio is brought to you by insuremytrip.com. Travel insurance done right. From the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at insuremytrip.com. You are listening to Broadcasting from the insuremytrip.com mobile studios. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Really do appreciate you being here, my friend. On this episode, Nancy Shredder from the Family Travel Network. She just returned from a six-night Caribbean sailing, but not just any Caribbean sailing. She did a Carnival Live sailing where she saw Lady Annabellum perform on the Carnival Breeze out of Miami. And Nancy will tell us all about the Carnival Live experience a little later on in the program. But first, as always, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How you doing? Good, man. Welcome back. Looks like some contracts have been signed and Norwegian Cruise Lines may be staying in or is staying rather in New Orleans for a little while. Yeah, they, they signed a deal for four years with uh, three one-year contracts, uh, which essentially is, you know, I mean, the agreement is through 2018, uh, which could, it could be extended through 2021. Uh, contractually, they're joining uh, Carnival Cruise Lines, which, uh, you know, is the dominant player in the market. Uh, they've got uh, three year-round ships now with uh, 600,000 berths. And the NCL contract essentially guarantees that they'll have at least one ship there seasonally. Cool. So uh, it's not an annual, con- you know, not not for annual deployments, uh, which could obviously change. But you know, New Orleans is a, New Orleans is a very uh, terrific city for the cruise industry. Um, they they embrace it uh, a great deal. Um, they support it, and uh, for the for the ships, it's one of the highest yielding uh, ports in the country. And unfortunately, next year, uh, Royal Caribbean uh, is not going to be in New Orleans. And that's just simply because of the redeployments of ships with Quantum going out to uh, Asia next year. Uh, They had to kind of do the musical chairs, and when the music stopped, unfortunately, uh, New Orleans was without a ship. And another contract, I don't even think the ink's dry on this one yet, Seabourn is getting another cruise ship. Well, it's actually a very exciting order. Uh, I don't think it's too unexpected, Doug. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you know, uh, Seabourn sold their three original ships over to Windstar, and so as those ships are leaving the fleet, Seabourn need, essentially would like to replace them. Uh, they do have a ship that's uh, already uh, on order that is uh, scheduled for delivery in 16. This is the second ship. It will be a sister ship and will be delivered in the spring of 2018. Uh, it's about 40,350 uh, tons and only holds 604 passengers. And, uh, you know, this is an ultra-deluxe ship. It certainly is touted to be the nicest in the world. So uh, it's it, look, it's very good news for not only Seabourn, but uh, for the cruise industry. You mentioned that Seabourn is an ultra-luxury line. What's the difference between luxury and ultra-luxury? Well, it's it's really the, the, the size of the ships. It's it's the quality. I mean, you've got, uh, I mean, you, you could say, it, you know, the, the, the luxury, I mean, there, there are four luxury brands, Crystal, Seabourn, Silver Sea, and Regent. And, you know, the, these ships are just, beyond what is available today. 
And uh, you know, I, I'd say that um, Regent, uh, the Regent Explorer, which is on order from Region 7 Cs, these are supposed to be beyond what we know in the luxury market. So that's why we're kind of calling them ultra-luxury. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Majesty of the Seas, one of the Royal Caribbean ships, leaving Miami for good this time. Where's she going? Well, it's, it's sad. Uh, she's going to be uh, re, uh, re, redeployed to Royal Caribbean's Pullman Tour brand, uh, which is based in Spain. Um, it's, it's sad for me, Doug, because uh, back in 1992, I mean, that was my first uh, seven-night Caribbean cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 200 and, uh, you know, 212, 213 cruises ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's 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 good for Pullman Tour. They're going to get uh, some additional ships. It frees Royal Caribbean up because uh, Miami has uh, really needed a a newer ship. Considering some of the other ships that are now sailing on the three and forty market, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if one of the Vision class ships are moved in to uh, take its place. But uh, it's 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 good. She is the last of the uh, sovereign of the three sovereign class ships: Sovereign, Monarch, and then Majesty. Well, the show must go on. And speaking of the majesty of the seas leaving Miami, Miami getting the crown for the world's busiest cruise port in 2014. Did I read that correctly? You, you did. And it's, it's just an ongoing uh, statistic, Doug. Uh, they did have 4.77 million cruise passengers embarking and debarking. Port of Miami, uh, Port Everglades uh, in Fort Lauderdale uh, retook the, the number two position uh, at 3.7. Uh, 88 million, and uh, then you had Canaveral at 3.86 million. I think there was only about a, a 15,000 passenger spread uh, difference. Uh, Port Canaveral's recent rise has been in large part because of the ships uh, that are using Port Canaveral as a port. Uh, I think they're getting about six or seven hundred thousand passengers from the Northeast, you know, the New York mm-hmm. uh, and Baltimore based ships as they're making their way to, you know, Florida, Bahamas, and the Caribbean. But, uh, you know, it's it still counts. I mean, all three ports are doing a fantastic job, significant growth opportunities, and uh, it's, it's you know, it's, it's a big congratulations to all three ports. Well, speaking of Caribbean, let's head to the Western Caribbean because we're seeing a lot of cruise ships canceling Belize lately because of weather. Now, since this is a tender port, will we ever see a pier in Belize, or is it kind of like one of those Grand Cayman things? You know the Grand Cayman, Doug, is is really that they they just can't get they they can't get it together, and it's it's very upsetting for the cruise industry. It's very upsetting for cruise passengers who really like Grand Cayman, but it's a huge, humongous inconvenience to have to tender so many passengers into this tiny little port. It is a great uh, Caribbean island to visit, but they need a port. The problem uh, in Belize, I mean, it is uh, a protected area. They do have a lot of um, reefs in the area, and you know, building a pier may cause problems. So essentially, when there is bad weather, um, you know, you will find that uh, the, unfortunately, uh, you know, just because even rough seas, uh, that the cruise lines won't risk passenger injury, and uh, instead of going there for the day, uh, they will either do a day at sea or they'll find an alternate port that does have a dock for the day. Um, you know, because of the, uh, the bad weather and the rough seas. There we go. So what you're saying is that we will never see a pier in Belize. We may hey, never say never. Okay. I think Grand Cayman, I mean, may get their act together at some point in the future. Who I do mean, you think is closer to getting a pier, Grand Cayman or Belize? <laughs> if, you had to, if you had to guess, what would you say? Well, I, I'd say it's pretty close. I mean, Belize, I don't think so because of the reefs. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Grand Cayman, I don't think so for a long time coming because they've been trying forever and they just can't get their act together. Well, we'll shoot for 2020. <laughs> 20, 20, 30. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> maybe when your kids are cruising, Doug. <laughs> After we're long gone and buried. Uh, so, you know, Black Friday last week, uh, did we see any big time, like, wow, cruise sales? Because cruise pricing has been pretty low this year anyways. Well, especially in the fourth quarter of 2014. Uh, a lot of the sales, Doug, were essentially just kind of regurgitated sales. They slapped a different name on it. And I have to say, it was a lot of stuffing and no meat. There was, really wasn't much uh, of substance uh, being offered by anybody. I think you know, one cruise line was offering, uh, you know, one of the ultra, you know, uh, ultra premium cruise lines was offering, um, I think, four hundred quarters for a shipboard credit, which, as you know, is a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. I mean, you can offer the upgrades, but you know, some people are looking for deals, and just like, uh, you know, at the main at the main stores, done there really weren't that many deals. They think that well. You know, why leave money on the table? People are just going to come in and shop anyways. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, let's just uh, reap some uh, higher profits this year. I don't think anybody was giving anything away. Yeah. Okay. Well, in closing here, it looks like Captain, or maybe I guess not Captain, Francesco Chettino from Costa Concordia back in January of 2012. He is back in court. What's he in court for this time? Well, it's just, you know, he's on trial. His his trial has begun. and. you know, apparently he, you know, he he's rationalized so much that he believes some of the <laughs> uh, he believes his version uh, is really what happened. Uh, <laughs> I think he really still believes that uh, he he didn't uh, fall off the ship. Uh, he was one of the last people off, and that he acted uh, very professionally. Oh boy! The uh, facts, of course, are are very different, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know maybe they'll uh, they'll tie a uh, an anchor to him and have him. Uh, you know, you know, have him try to swim with it. But uh, very well, you can find him online at cruiseguy.com. Follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Thank you, my friend. Hey, my pleasure, Doug. And uh, glad you had a happy Thanksgiving. From the Space Coast to the West Coast, this is Cruise Radio. How many times have you said, that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. So earlier this year in New York City, Carnival Cruise Lines announced their Carnival Live program where it's bringing big-time artists onto their ships and performing concerts for the guests and uh, Nancy Shredder with the Family Travel Network just returned from a six-night sailing on Carnival Breeze to see Lady Annabella, and she joins us right now to talk all about Carnival Live. Hello, Nancy. Thanks so much, Doug. It's always great to be here. I feel like it's been forever since we talked. 
I know, I know. It's great to catch up. Yeah, totally. So uh, let's jump right into it, Nancy. What is Carnival Live, in your words? Well, you know, Carnival Live is a great way to combine live concerts by top music artists with an absolutely great cruise experience. And on a Carnival Live sailing, guests sail out on a three- to seven-night itinerary visiting a variety of ports like the Bahamas or Cozumel or Catalina Island. And in addition to the cruise, they get to enjoy a live concert with their favorite band in the ship's theater. Now, mind you, these aren't the usual cover band types of things that you might see on a cruise ship sometimes. These are the real top artists, people like Lady Annabellum or Little Big Town, Smokey Robinson, Martina McBride, Journey Sticks, artists like that. You and I have been on other types of music cruises that involve a full ship charter. And as you know, those can get to be pretty expensive. Um, you know, looking at prices on those, they can go from over $800 per person for an inside stateroom up to about $1,600 per person for a balcony cabin just for a four-night cruise. So what Carnival did is they found a very value-oriented way to combine live music cruises by top artists with the cruise experiences. And, you know, in contrast, prices on a Carnival Live cruise can start at about 250 per person wow. for an inside cabin to under $500 per person for a balcony cabin on a four-night cruise, plus the price of the concert ticket. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, when you're thinking about that, you're thinking, wow, they must really kill you on the cost of the ticket, right? And the answer is no. General admission to concert tickets ranges in prices from $30 to $60 per person, depending on the artist. So it's really a great deal. It's a great value way to combine a cruise with fantastic live music. You uh, you said between 30 and $60 for the artist? Right. You know what's funny, Nancy, is that I saw Lady Annabellum here at the Jacksonville Arena about a year ago and paid almost $100. And that was with 15,000 other people. Exactly. And you look at this and you think, wow, you know, how did they do this? Because, you know, when I heard about it, I thought, okay, fine, I get it. Mm-hmm. So the price of the ticket's going to be astronomical. And it really isn't. It's a great value deal. So what was the actual experience like? Well, you know, I was on the Carnival Breeze and with a country superstar like Lady Antebellum, and they are one of my favorite vocal groups. And, you know, we've all been in huge stadium venues for concerts before, and and you know what it feels like. Like you were saying, it's, it's this huge stadium. It's awesome. The music's fantastic. But your band feels like it's miles away. And then, of course, there's the driving there and the parking and the driving home. And as much as I love concerts and stadiums, it can get to be a big hassle. Mm -hmm. The Carnival live experience is completely different. The theater venue is so much smaller and it's much more intimate. On the Carnival Breeze, the Ovation Theater sits about 1,300 people. Mm -hmm. And we were about four or five rows back from the stage and it was so incredible. I felt like they were singing right to me sometimes. They were so close. And some of Carnival Ships theaters are even smaller, and they seat less than 900 people. So for those, it's even more intimate than what I experienced. And the other great thing for me is, again, there are no parking hassles. The concert's right on the ship, so you know exactly where to go. And the concert tickets come right to your stateroom, just like a shore excursion. So you don't have to stand in line to pick them up once you're on the ship. The Lady Antebellum concert was sold out way before the ship sailed. So there were tons of fans on board, and that's a big plus. Everybody loved it. It's so great to cruise with other fans on board the ship. There's 
tons of camaraderie. We met other fans at breakfast and in bars, and you know, you're talking to people, and the conversation ends up turning to Lady Antebellum, <laughs> how much you're looking forward to the show, which songs you love. It's, it's really an amazing experience. Let's talk about the actual concert experience itself, Nancy, because like you were saying, you were just one of 1,300, whereas normally you would be one of 15 or 16,000. So was it like a normal stadium show, just scaled down for a smaller venue? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the show is 75 minutes long, and, and unlike, you know, a, a big stadium show, there's no warm-up band beforehand. It's just the mainliner itself, and the concerts take place in the evening, so that's really nice. You know, for me, it's great because there's lots of time to get ready even after a long day at the beach. Um, the concert started at about 9.30 at night, and Lady Annabellum came on stage, and they really totally nailed this concert. It was awesome. The crowd went wild at so many points, and they played Tons of their hit songs, you know, Bartender, Love Don't Live Here, Our Kind of Love, Downtown, and my favorite, which is I Run to You. I, yeah. I, I love it. They did an incredible job. The great thing, too, was there was lots of audience interaction during the show, and, and that was really easy for them to do since the venue was so small. So, like, Charles Kelly got out and he walked the theater taking pictures with the fans. Um, he even brought a young girl up on stage from the audience because she wanted to meet Hillary, and that girl was so thrilled. It was so cute. She was so happy. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then and then Hillary brought a couple of other girls up on stage right before she sang American Honey, and everybody loved that. The girls were singing with her, and it was adorable. Dave Haywood really rocked out. He's so talented. And and the great thing about this audience interaction in this small venue is that the group continued to sign autographs and interact with the fans right up until the very end of the performance. For me, it was just amazing to see such an incredible award-winning vocal group in such a small setting. I mean, Lady Annabellum's won so many Grammys, and they've been Record of the Year and Song of the Year. They've been Vocal Group of the Year, too. So to see somebody that big and, and that famous that close to you was just a peak experience for me, and I think it was for the rest of the audience, too. You mentioned you can get the tickets um, on board the ship or buy them through the shore excursion part of the website uh, when you book right. your cruise. But what kind of packages can you get for this experience? Okay, so as I mentioned, general admission tickets range for 35 to $60 per person, depending on the music artist. But there's also VIP packages that are available, and those run about 125 to $250 per person, depending on who the, the performers are. I think the VIP package is really awesome because it includes a meet-and-greet session plus a photo opportunity with the band before the show. You get special VIP sitting in the first few rows of the ship's main show lounge, and that's an incredible plus. You're right up there with the performers, uh, interacting with them. You don't have to worry about you know where you're going to sit and everything else. You're just right there. And it also includes a Carnival Live commemorative VIP pass as well. So... If people can afford it, I'd really recommend purchasing the VIP package. It gives you that opportunity to be up close with your favorite artist, and you get the best possible seats prior to the concert. You know, it's funny, the prices you were just saying, it boggles me because I'm on StubHub right now, and I'm looking at 10th row seats for Lady Annabellum going yeah. for $356. <laughs> 
and knowing that you could get two packages and meet them right. and everything. And if you get there early enough, probably sit front or second row. With a VIP package, you're guaranteed to be in the first, I think it's first three rows of the, of the audience. So you are literally right there. You get a picture with them beforehand. I mean, you know, what you're talking about on StubHub, that it doesn't include any picture. Yeah. So it's, it's just this up close and personal memorable experience. And I think, you know, all of us know what people are looking for these days is these, these experiences, things that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. And these kinds of experiences where you're meeting your, your favorite artist, you know, right up in front of you and getting autographs and stuff. That's, that's just an amazing peak experience to have. I think Carnival's onto something huge here. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. It's I mean, it's, it's great. And, you know, they have, they've announced their, um, their headliners for the first half of next year, and then they're going to be announcing the rest of them later on. But they've got some great artists. Yeah, Rascal here. Flats, Journey, and a lot of others coming back from this year, and new artists as well. Nancy, answer this question for me. Uh, Carnival Live is for you if... Carnival Live is good for you if you love music. And, and even if you've never cruised before, I mean, a large percentage of the people I met on the ship were first-time cruisers. They'd never been on a ship. And so, you know, they had this favorite band or artist that was performing, and they said, I'm going to go ahead and go on this cruise. And they found that they ended up loving cruising. So if, you know, if you have a favorite artist that's performing on a Carnival Live concert series cruise, book it now. It's, it's going to be a music experience unlike anything you've ever had before. The cruise experience is great. The concert is awesome. And it's really fantastic to cruise with other people that are fans just like you. The other thing that I really loved that I, I didn't think was a big deal before is that the ship stays in port until 1 a.m. in the morning, the night of the cruise. And I looked at that and thought, meh, oh, so what? That actually turned out to be one of the most memorable experiences for me because a group of us went and we had drinks and dinner at Pancho's Backyard in Cozumel overlooking the ship and the ships twinkling at night and we're getting to watch other ships sailing away. And that's just an experience you don't get to have very often. So if you're somebody that's done a bazillion cruises and you're looking for something new, then try Carnival Live. It's really a different type of cruise and the value is incredible. I really loved it. Very good. If you want to read Nancy's coverage of Carnival Live and her thoughts, check out the show notes at cruiseradio.net. We'll link to it right from there. Nancy, always a pleasure talking to you. I really hope to see you soon. Absolutely, Doug. Love it. All righty, that'll do it for this week's episode of Cruise Radio. Thanks again for being here. And don't forget, we have that new player on our homepage at cruiseradio.net. You could browse through past episodes and uh, check out different articles all right there at your fingertips. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.